We talked. We talked about the podcast right. before we started. So if you wanna, if you don't wanna start there, we can start hey, with. I hate that this thing's falling apart even more. What did you guys do to this microphone while it was gone? I literally, it came out of the goddamn box that way. Wow. Oh my goodness. My mic's actually a little. This shaky. is ridiculous. I didn't put the AC. Wow. On my I leave for four weeks, guys, and and you like destroyed my microphone. You're the one who said, "Oh, I can fix it," and then ripped it off of its hinge. So I ripped it off its hinge because apparently you Hulk screwed it in <laughs> to the fucking <laughs> microphone. Coming to you live, back in the USA, it's the newest installment of the Sons of Honarchy podcast with your hosts, Drunk Shy Sox fan and Hot Take Tommy. Today we will cover the hottest of topics, including Tyler Saladino's Grand Slam streak. Are the White Sox buyers or sellers? Who should the Sox sign and who should they release and what our lineup looks like today? All of this brought to you by Mark Walters Media. Anyway, speaking of which, welcome back, Tommy. Thank you. Unbelievable. I'm in we fucking America now. Welcome back to the U.S. of frickin' A. No, never been a better place. <laughs> so, Ireland for you, eight countries for me, and seven straight losses while for, we were both out of the States. Yeah, I mean, it's good to know that the team misses us. It, seriously, though. We <laughs> appreciate the welcome back, Sox. You're a boys. We appreciate it. A couple wins from Tampa. A couple wins in Tampa. A huge spanking of Miami uh, yeah. last night. And hopefully a W coming on the way with our boy Covey on the mound. Dylan Covey. The really important Dylan Coaster. that we have on the, uh, on the roster. I'm feeling your foot touch me okay, under the table, too. It's getting a little <laughs> freaky in here. You can't blame me for being a little frisky. I know you missed me, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> so... That being said, uh, we've looked at uh, the Brewers a lot because there are AL Central, NL Central. Are you sure about that? They're the in the NL Central, Tom? They're in the NL Central, and they're our favorite team. But the real reason we're looking at them is because Tyler, Tyler Saladino plays for them. Why is Tyler Saladino getting brought up right now, Tom? So <laughs> two days in a row, he has hit a grand slam. It's true. Tyler Saladino apparently missed you, too. But I think I need... Odds on Tyler Saladino Grand Slam tonight? Uh, one in <laughs> two million seven hundred and twenty-four thousand five hundred and sixty-two. I'll take it. You're gonna take that? Yeah. You know what, Tom? I if Tyler Saladino hits a Grand Slam tonight again, I will <laughs> buy you cases of bush light to your content for the rest of your God life. God damn it! I don't want any of those. <laughs> your choice of cheap beer. Cases Ooh. for the rest of your Ooh. life. So probably PBR. Ooh. I like that. All right. PBR for the rest of my life. If Tyler Saladino hits a home a grand slam. Tonight. I would say enjoy the piss water for the rest of your life, but it's not gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> fine, fine. But do you miss him now that he's hit two grand no, slams? No, absolutely not. <laughs> I'll tell you what I miss more is is your feet apparently because they keep touching I, me under I'm the table. So comfortable stretching out. I'm sorry. Leave me alone. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> So you don't miss Tyler Saladino. That's what you're trying to tell me. No, not one bit. 
That's eight RBIs in two nights. That's pretty good. I love your small sample sizes for everything. I'm so I don't know. Why. I'm so proud of you. Okay, think about this then. If you think small sample sizes are an issue, then I'm sure you're about to shit on this. Uh, the trade that I came up with. We need to leverage Ryan Goins. You know what's stat? Okay, so first off, you know what's really funny about this whole situation is I went to high school with a kid named Ryan Goins. Oh, that's hilarious. I yeah, it was spelled differently. Do there was a W the in there. It was like Go Wins, but no, they look totally different. Like Ryan Goins is like tiny, right? He's yes. pretty tiny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and Ryan Goins in high school was this big football player <laughs> who really packed on the weight junior and senior years. Classic. So, what are you gonna get for? Ryan Goins, the second baseman for the White Sox. I am going to leave that up to Rakan to oh, wheel and deal. Um, you think he's going to do it to the league here? He's going to do it to the league. He's going he's gonna to pull back. I don't even know who, but it doesn't matter. I just like what I see is not necessarily, you know, a diamond in the rough or like a deal that like needs to be made for like major pieces. I'm just saying like I'm looking at it. He's producing. And we have Tim Anderson coming back. And what are we going to trade? Yomer Sanchez or Ryan Goins? You know, he's proved that he is a everyday major leaguer in the past. And he's had a resurgence of sorts in the past five days. <laughs> Which I don't care um, how small a sample size that is. That's uh, something. Yikes. So... Okay, so up, up I'm, to you. I'm Rick Hahn going up to you, unbeknownst GM of random team, and I say, can I interest you in a Ryan Goins? And you say... No. Okay. <laughs> Period. <laughs> End of discussion. There, there has the to be... The man's batting two, 456, right? So you're saying that if... 456 and how many plate appearances? Shh, 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 shh. So he's batting 456. Oh, okay, and right. Like, the point being, he would be, criticize me if you, all you want, he would be a worthwhile backup for any contending team. Yes or no? He literally has 13 at-bats. 13 <laughs> at-bats. He had some pretty Stop. good AAA numbers. And Stop again, yourself. he has proven in the past that he is an everyday starter in the God. major leagues. Next, who else do you want to trade away? I, um, Dylan Kobe. So you, are you, let me ask you right now. Are the White Sox sellers at the trade deadline? Absolutely. I don't know why you even thought about asking me this. They are sellers at the tra trade deadline. In all cases whatsoever, they are sellers at the they trade deadline. They are sellers, 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 sellers. There's no reason for us to acquire pieces at this point in time. Unless if they are young, you know? So I don't, I don't really know what pieces we have besides Ryan Goins that would interest any teams at this you, point. So the pieces that interest teams the most from the White Sox are obviously in the Alex farm system. Oh, well, okay. We can talk about that in a second, right? Mm -hmm. um, is there anybody in the system worth packaging for a big-time player that's under contract? Such as an Andrew Benintendi, because yeah. that's been that's the name that circulating on Sox Twitter. Everyone is talking about. Oh my gosh! Um, is it gonna happen? Could it happen? I think it. Here's my thing. I think it could happen. I don't think it will happen. Um, I just I don't think that 
either team is willing to pull, pull the trigger realistically. Fair. Red Sox genuinely still do have a shot at wild card in second wild card. So it's it's silly for them to be true sellers and give away Andrew Benintendi for any reason. And you know, with Boston sports media being what it is, they it's not quite New York media in terms of they'll just float any rumor that's mm-hmm. like validated or not, but right. I'm sure this came out of nowhere and isn't actually factual that like he is on the trade block. There's no way. Um, and on top of that, I don't think that giving like at this point in the rebuild, I still don't think that the front office is willing to trade any pieces at all. Okay. I mean, think about it. This this is the way I see it. They're still trying to make Carson Fulmer work. I'm talking about the White Sox. Yeah, the White Sox are still trying to make Carson Fulmer work. In other words, they are addicted to their prospects, and they think that all of them are perfect and will work forever, even though they've proven that they sucked. You know what I mean? They haven't tried trading. They still have Ryan Cordell. They haven't tried trading for a roster. Tell me the last time the White Sox traded for a proven talent. Ken Griffey Jr. (laughs) I mean, yeah, exactly. Way past his prime, right? And that was. I guess I think that was a trade. I'm pretty sure that was a trade because it was toward the end of the year, yeah. or they picked him up off waivers. Yeah, I have no idea. So yeah, it's it's wild to think that they haven't done this in a very, very, very long time to trade prospects for a proven player. But yeah. I think I think there's kind of some calls right now for Rick Hahn and some accountability, and this might be a move. They'll okay. put them on the map. That that's true. The, if they made a trade for Benintendi, it would be like, I feel like it would be a moment in a movie where like everybody, like turns their head at the same time, like oh shit, you know, like right. everybody looks to the socks, like oh, you're doing that now, okay. Um, I think it would create a lot of criticism though at the same time. Yeah, and at the same time, too, I do agree with you in regards to the criticism uh, because it would be a move that would be very unprecedented, right? Especially when we look at Rick Hahn's track record of sell, 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 build up the prospects, build up the farm system. Sign through waivers and sell. And guarantee... Sorry, finish. You're good. Let me bring this up as we kind of bring this full circle. I asked a question on Sox Twitter today before we recorded. What was your biggest concern for the White Sox between now and the start of next season? Okay. Here we go. Trade deadline, winter meetings, free agent altogether, right? Uh, Not being able to sign any big name free agents. That's the second one. Third one, making any moves in the free agency uh, that actually signal the rebuild is over. They need a John Lester type signing. Um, somebody else said more injuries. So those were the responses that I got. <laughs> more so injuries. people are calling on Rick Hahn for some accountability. Yeah. And what would do it is packaging some of these prospects that are not necessarily proven. So it's not going to yeah. be a robber. It's not going to be a magical. Right. It's not going to be a Kopech. It's not going to be a Cease. It's not going to be any of these big name guys. Yeah. It's going to be the lower level guys. It's going to be a Steel Walker. It's going to be the Steve, uh, the... The Stever kid, the fifth round pick, um, 
from Indiana, who's really been thrown well. Blake Rutherford's heating up, and actually teams might be interested. So think about that. Think about these lower-tier guys. I, you built up your prospects for a reason, right? You can't have six guys play outfield every game. So, I, I still think we're too early. Okay. You know, um, it would be, think about it this way. You wait for contention to start leveraging. You wait until your window is open and then you leverage for people to come on as rentals or, uh, you know, one, two years. Not you, you, you don't do that and then have to sign them for big money to continue to like keep that window open. Does that make sense? That makes sense. Yeah. Um, so you really don't think Ryan Gones is You got to get off this <laughs> nonsense right here. Do you think that the White Sox, let me ask you a question too. Do you think that the White Sox could send column A and get a top 100 prospect back? Be honest with me. Yeah. You really think that they could get a top 100 prospect for column A? With the amount of teams that are yes. going to be shipping bullpen guys. There are going to be a lot of teams that are going to be willing to ship bullpen guys. I can think of one other team that has bullpen guys that the rest of the league are actually interested in. And that is not a contender. Ah, uh, two, 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 two other teams. Well, teams. Now you're thinking of teams. But there are going to be individual guys on every team. And there are going to be a lot of teams that are going to be selling at the deadline that have one or two guys that might be in their pet. Fair. I mean, we so were even able to... For a to top 100 prospect, this isn't two years ago. I think that's something to keep in mind, too, is that I think yeah. a lot of White Sox fans who are saying, sell, 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 they're thinking that they're going to get a top 100 prospect for column A, that they could package maybe a Goins and maybe like a Lurie for a top hunter prospect. That's not how it is. Think about the Machado trade. Yeah. There was only one top hundred prospect in the Machado trade. True. One of the best players in baseball at the time as a rental. And it's getting even more like people are tightening their purse strings around their prospects more and more and more. It's just the way the league is going. Right. So And something to keep in mind is that column A is under control for an additional year. On top of that. Yep. Um, but I still don't think, I think a top 100 prospect would be a steep cost for a lot of contenders. But it's Colome, man. That, Colome's that, go. That's your guy. This, I love Colome. I also think that it would be folly to trade him because of that year of control. Mm -hmm. And then he would enter ARB right after that, right? So he'd still be like with the Sox pending arbitration. Uh, going on like two years from now, no? Well, it, it's possible. I mean, I'm not, I'm not sure of the details of the contract. But I even still, like, you have them for sure next year. Why are you trying to deal your one good bullpen piece going into next year? It's a fair argument. When your window should technically creak open a little bit next year. Window creak, of contention, creak. No. Window of competition, yes. But that's for another discussion. Fair. All right, so let's talk about... 
our White Sox a little bit in the here and now. Yeah, because we were talking about trying to flip people. But if we're talking outside of that, who should we Our keep? lineup. Who should we... Right? Like, we're thinking about this lineup right now, and obviously it's not ideal. Yes, do you, in what we've talked about on Twitter of trimming the fat, you've what started to Ryan do... What about Ryan Cordell is not ideal? What are you talking about? <laughs> so, and we started to trim the fat a little bit. Yonder Alonso, perfect example. Great. Right? Yeah. Nate Jones, good example, good example. there. Um, but... In regards to some guys whose contracts are going to be expiring at the end of the year, there are guys who are everyday starters um, or are important pieces to the White Sox everyday lineup um, that, you know, we have to look at and we have to make some – the team has to make some decisions on who is going to stay and who is going to go. Yeah, and these will be harder decisions than previous years, to be completely honest, because it's going to be those people who are part of the everyday lineup that you're trying to say, like, okay, can we get somebody else better somewhere, or are these our guys? Absolutely. And we have to start making that decision. So um, before we even get to our question, we both agree on this, this person bring them back next year, Jose Abreu. Yeah, I mean, Jose Abreu, as much as I was, at the beginning of the season, I was in the trade boat. Um, I was in the... Boo. I know, you can boo me all you want, bring boo. out the boo birds. So, Jose, I'll trade you. Boo! Talk about boo! Instead of Jose Abreu, Jose, I'll trade you. That is so bad. <laughs> That is so bad. <laughs> the pun. The pun is with you, Sam. No, it's a pun. <laughs> I don't even know if I can pick it up from where we were. No, you can. You I can. I lost my train of thought. You, at one point, were on the trade boat for Jose Brady. At the start of the year... So at the start of the year, I can't lie, I was definitely on the trade boat for Jose Abreu, or trading Jose Abreu. I was on the side of saying, you know, his prime years may be in the past, it may be time to move on. You were Um, one of the guys who was looking at age as the most important stat. Well, and it's not even that he's that old, too, but we look at a decline in his numbers, okay? Um, Jose Abreu is having a solid year, and I think one thing to keep in mind is that when we look at AL first baseman, um, he's still a very, he's very solid in regards to production. Silver slugger. Um, He's good at what he does, and in addition to that, um, we have to think about how Jose Abreu also brings he brings something to the clubhouse a a love for the team a love for the organization that you have to have somewhere although although that's not something you can measure it's not a measurable statistic right something to keep in mind and just in general like the intangibles are through the roof you can't quantify the amount of love that he garners from the other players 
And it shows even across the league, too, in terms of he was voted by the rest of the league to be the AL first baseman shorts, uh, <laughs> uh, all-star, right? Right. So it's not just in our clubhouse. The league loves this guy. Why would we give him up to free agency just because? So we, we agree on that guy. Done. Yeah. Jose Abreu should have an extension. Now, um, off the list of the rest of the guys that uh, are going to be up for contract, a few really interesting names come up. So I'll flip the question to you to start. Oh, okay. Go for it. Two guys that you'd sign, re-sign. Two guys you'd let go. Okay. So if there's two guys that I'm going to re-sign, just looking at the list right away, um, I might get a lot of flack for this, especially with his diminishing numbers since the All-Star break, Mm -hmm. Um, as well as if you look at the statistics, regression for this guy was so obvious. This guy's BABIP was insane. It was over 400 um, throughout the first half of the year. Um, So that would be James McCann. Um, the bab of gods were definitely on his side. Yes. That's why his batting average was so high. Yes. Um, and his OBP numbers kind of matched well enough with it, but there was still like not like a huge gap in OBP versus batting average. Yes. Um, so the bab of gods were super on his side. <laughs> um, he's now batting below 300 if we want to quantify batting. Yeah. Average is an important statistic, which I know on – that side of the table. Batting average is the most important statistic in baseball. Not. That's why it leads every slash line. Of Thank you. Have a good night. Not. That's a really funny statement, though. <laughs> um, that it leads every slash line. Thus, it's the most important. Uh, let's change that, baseball stati- statisticians. Um, so Never. I would re-sign James McCann just even solely on the reason that Sebi Zavala and Zach Collins, although they're... Um, their sample sizes are small. They don't look ready. They're not ready. They're not ready to be major league catchers and batters. Like, catchers behind the plate. Full stop, yeah. And people, you know, actual major league hitters. Um, would you run a three-catcher mix next year? I would not be opposed to it, um, especially since hmm. we saw a lot of Collins at DH. Right. So I it's, think it's totally a feasible a thing. Of, yeah. You could do a lot of three-way. And honestly, catchers and then, hit. Yep. I, I feel like when we look at statistics, catchers hit a lot better when they're not catching so many games. Yes. They just overall takes a lot of, do a better a job of when, yeah. And I think that has a lot to do with McCann's drop-off in numbers, too. Anyway, so who's the other guy you'd re-sign besides McCann? So the other guy that I would re-sign, uh, and this one goes out to my guy Johnny Nani, is I would re-sign Glory Le- Legend, a.k.a. Glory <laughs> Garcia. Um, Leori has surprised me this year big time. Um, okay. I know he's not necessarily spectacular, but the White Sox, with their very young outfield core that they still have in the minor leagues, they still need a utility guy. They do. Um, now, I mean, think about how he filled in for shortstop. Holy crap. Absolutely. How he literally held down the outfield and it all year long. It wasn't that he just filled in at shortstop and did a crap job, too. He literally filled in at shortstop, and his defensive numbers were, mind you, sample size. Small sample size. Fair. But they were better than Tim Anderson's. True. They were better than Tim Anderson's defensive numbers this year. Um, 
like his defensive metrics, his defensive war. Yeah. Um, so that's something to keep in mind um, with Leary Garcia. Um, I don't know what the outfield's going to shake up like next year, but I would choose somebody over like Leary over John Jay at the moment. Um, just by a sliver, just be his number one. He's going to be a lot cheaper. Yeah. Um, use that money to go out and I'll go out in free know. agency and get a freaking like arm, get yep. a legitimate arm or get a bullpen piece yeah. or do something. Yeah. Um, so when it comes down to that, my vote would go to Leury over John Jay. Although I don't know if I could so. agree with you that Leury's for sure going to be cheaper than Jay. Jay I mean, the production is, numbers are high. Jay is year. old, bro. So Jay is old, but and he was injured somebody, the whole first half of the season. Something to think about in regards to age is age usually never. You never see somebody's unless somebody's taking a pay cut willingly. You never see salaries in the MLB decrease over years. They're always hmm. going to go up. Um, so John Jay. Right now is making four point two million dollars. Right, Leary I think is making like one and a half, maybe a sliver over that. So, but what I mean is there will not be a demand for John Jay, so he will have to take a pay cut in order to get resigned. Arguable. I mean, there might be a team I mean, that wants a talk 36- to the players' union about that. But there I'm might just be a team that wants a thirty-six-year-old semi-defensively. <laughs> solid right fielder that can hit and get on base. Miami will um, need him to replace Granderson next year. A, or Detroit <laughs> will need him to replace Castellanos next year. True. Um, both true. So, like, something like okay, that. Okay, I see it now. So that's I see where it I'm at, at with Leury a little bit over Jay. So who are you definitely going to get rid of then on this list? Um, yeah, so let me fly through that really quickly. I'm 100% getting rid of your boy, Beef. Your boy Beef is gone. I've already told you my three-catcher rotation. Uh, Beef is everything that the White Sox didn't want him to be. True. Um, Especially with the PED incident. Reynaldo still likes to pitch to him. Uh, He'll have to figure it out. (laughs) We've got Sebi. We've got Sebi. True. Um, And then my second one, this is tough, but I think it's really time well, it, it, I mean, by default, it would be John Jay. Yeah. But if I were to throw somebody else in there, I think it actually might be time for Yolmer, Yolmer to go. Um, I know his numbers have wow. kind of improved since yeah. the beginning of the year, but it, it's just there comes a time and a place. And I think that the crossroads is coming. So, dang. That's up deep. to you now. All right. We'll revisit the Yomer conversation because I enough. think that's interesting. But two guys that I want to resign um, are going to be John Jay and wow. Wellington Castillo. Yeah. <laughs> You've got to be kidding me about Castillo. John Jay, you can. That, that's no, no, I, I literally was just trying to go completely opposite you. Of course. Um, I'm, I'm going to agree with you on the Yuri Garcia. Uh, I want him back in a White Sox uniform. I think he fits so perfectly as your utility guy he is the marwin gonzalez that we that every winning team needs wow that was extreme that's a little bit of a stretch i stand marwin gonzalez by defensive it. i abilities, stand by it fair enough all right um 
So I think Leary legend, you know, Johnny Nani out to you, man. Like, it's real. Like, the dude. And this is what we were saying last podcast, too. Like, Leary Garcia, decent, not perfect, decent leadoff guy. There's nobody else that can do that right now on the team. Yeah. At the moment, for sure. I mean, and hey, the that, hopes are that again, you know Robert or Madrigal are going to be that guy, but he, right now that's that's the move. Right, he's not our future. I think he'd be a great leadoff guy. I yeah. think he'd be a great nine hitter. And this eventually. is the thing: the one guy on the on the White Sox lineup that you would have to you would have to dig and dig and dig to find a negative against for the past like two three years has been Leury Garcia. Like, he's just increasingly got more and more playtime, especially this year, obviously. He's mm-hmm. been, like, an everyday starter. But he's worked his way up there because we just... Nobody could find anything to be like, wow, you actually really suck. Like, the dude's just played really well. Just solid. Just resign him. Just do the right thing. Um, and then... Um, <laughs> now, you said you get flack for trying to resign McCann. Look out for this one. <laughs> I want to resign Ivan Nova. Okay, explain, please. I want him back in a White Sox uniform um, specifically because yesterday. Um, and he's been able to do it more often than not, you know, go six, seven innings. Mm-hmm. But yesterday specifically, he went nine innings. How freaking useful is it to have somebody that will go nine innings? And yes, it's the Miami Marlins, but it doesn't matter. A lot of these young guys based specifically on um, innings caps, just can't do it. Mm. The guy is expendable and therefore can eat the heck out of those innings. Resign him, put him in the five spot, and forget about it. Is he worth a a $10, $11 million contract? Is he going to get a $10, $11 million contract anywhere else in the league? He's making 9.1 right now. Is he going to get a $10 million contract on any other team? We offer him the same pay rate, which is, yes, overpaid. But we've got the cap space out our patootie, all right, next year. What did you just say? Patootie. (laughs) (laughs) Mind you, stat check just... Let us know. I have cussed You've already. Cursed already. <laughs> <laughs> so we got, we got, we're flush with cash for next year, mind you, again. But we put him on for a $9 million contract next year, whatever. Like, who gives? Put him in the five spot. We'll be competitive. We won't have, like, this is the thing. We, if we have a competitive, not, a, not an actual good, but just like a competitive ish starting five. You need a guy that's not that great, but will round out the bottom part of that so starting rotation. You would be willing to put Ivan Nova in that mix instead of trying to go out in free agency and add somebody. This has nothing to do with adding somebody. We do need to add somebody, but look, we're, we're looking right now at two, three, three starters. Question, three then. starters I'm confident in, in Kopech, Cease, and uh, Giolito. Going into next year. Those are the three I'm confident in. I'm excited about Rodon coming back. I'm not... I'm excited about Rodon coming back. I'm not fully expecting who he was. And we need somebody there as our safety valve. And then flip him. Whatever. Flip him for somebody. All right? Um, So, again, 
is just your five starter. You don't have to think about it. Reassign him, put him at the end of the order, and just let it be. Okay. So continue with your guys that you would not resign. Guys I don't want to resign. Um, <laughs> I think it's time for the Welly bandwagon to come to an end. Guys, this is a crowning moment in this podcast history. The Wellington Castillo <laughs> bandwagon. Is this, is this the official closing, the Wellington Castillo bandwagon? <sighs> the Welly bandwagon is officially closed for business there there it's it's just we've got too many he's gonna take a victory lap he's too excited (laughs) i genuinely with what you were saying earlier this is we've got sebi zavala we've got zach collins Mm -hmm. we are we're good um what what are you what are you doing here? You did a you did a victory lap. I just burped. Oh, okay. I, have, I have no words. <laughs> this is your but, ten. I think it's time to let him go. Um, as painful as that is, uh, to it's painful mostly for my ego to admit that I was wrong about him coming through in the clutch repeatedly this season because he has not done that. Mm-hmm. Mind you, his his average is going up. Uh, <laughs> He just sucked too much in the first half to be worthy of um, of a return journey. Uh, and then the second guy to that we just got to let go. Um, Yomer Sanchez. You're gonna add on. This is this is the thing. It hurts to say, mm-hmm. but this is this is the time that you gotta start letting go of guys that it hurts to let go of. You know, they're guys that you have enjoyed watching play. They had their time and their place. And when it comes, like, when the bottom line drops, like, it just, it's, the quality of that player just isn't enough, right? If you want Nick Madrigal to be a real solid Second baseman for the Chicago White Sox. It's time to let go of pieces like Yomer Sanchez. Wow. That hurts. It, I like Honestly, it does. I mean, I love it. Every hit he gets, he puts on the Mickey ears for his son. Every like celebration he does is just weird and outlandish and funny. Um, and the Gatorade baths. Yeah. And- just And the players on the team obviously like this guy. Like, the whole of the White Sox organization enjoys Yomer Sanchez for who Yomer Sanchez is. But it's about the play on the field, right? Like, he just doesn't have the production. And um, he's had his instances where he does really great in the field. But he's also had his instances where he really kind of sucked in the field. Yeah. I and mean, all in all, he's a solid defensive player. But Right. I mean, there there isn't anything with the bat that is worth mentioning or worth keeping around. Seriously. I mean, his first and second home run were recently. That's crazy to think about. He has turned into a slap hitter, but that is crazy to think about. Like, that's pretty bad. <laughs> So, yeah, it's it's just it's it's hard to think of a reason to keep him around besides, you know, the sentimentality of you know it's Yolmer. You gotta have the Yolmer on the socks. But outside of that, like, 
it, it really is. It's hard to think of a reason to keep him. So that's why he's got to go, yeah. which just, it, it sucks to put it that way, but those are the decisions we have to start making. And that's part of rebuild or bust, right? Rebuild or bust. Cheers to that. Five to zero to the Miami Marlins. Yep, it's we, not a good start again, to tonight's we game. We look away for five seconds and the Sox just lose it. So we're just never gonna not watch the White Sox from now on. Agreed? The, sure, we'll go with that. One. That's what we'll have to do. All right. Um, <laughs> but even still, we're looking now. We're down five zero. Do you think it's the lineup's fault? Do you think this falls on? Uh, Ricky Renteria when he drew up the lineup card. I mean, I think a lot of it falls on Dylan Covey because he <laughs> is on the mound today. Um, Dylan Covey's now a starter, period. End of discussion. He's a long um, reliever at the best. Yeah, end of discussion on that one. That's a whole nother topic for another day. Um, we look at today's lineup, and we're looking at... I One thing that we wanted to discuss is Moncada batting cleanup, which was beautiful last night. Um, and... Don't get me started on A.J. Reed batting fifth. Um, <laughs> I, first off, let's, let's tapple, tackle the A.J. Reed thing. Why is Matt Skull not up? I, I addressed this week, a couple weeks ago. As soon as A.J. Reed was called up to the major leagues, the whole minor league deal thing, fine, whatever. He's a spot on a minor league, on a minor league roster. Give him a chance in minors before – in. Triple-A ball before you call him up. Emphasis right? on in minors, yeah. Yes, right? Yeah. So, then, we call him up right away, and you're not giving a guy like Matt Skoll a chance. Do you want me to answer your question? I, I know the answer is that Matt Skoll is 29, and that's why they're not giving him a chance, because he's a quote-unquote career minor leaguer, but... Let me give you the real answer. Go for it. They're trying to create a package for trade no, with Ryan Goins and A.J. Reed. No. Prove me wrong. Rick Hahn is all about the flipping and yes, the he pageantry. Is. Yes, he is. Does he really think that A.J. Reed is going to catch fire and then be a trade piece and be a trade with piece. Ryan Goins? Yes, he is. Out of, out of his damn I am mind, in that's really the case. Rick Hahn's head, Steve. I know this man. I mean, we are the sons of Hanarchy, but I, I don't know about this whole, uh, uh, te- what do you call that? Telepathy between Telepathy. me and Rick Hahn. It's yeah. real. It's real. So, that, why AJ Reid? I, I don't understand. I, but it's, y- yo- it's, it's Yonder Alonzo 2.0, but younger. But younger. Agreed. Um, and not for Miami. But the, also, the other thing that we are a little, I will say... I'm not bad. I'm not mad about it. I think you're mad about it. Collectively, we're apprehensive. Mankata batting cleanup. Yeah, I'm not mad about it. Apprehensive is the right word. Um, when we look at Mankata's power numbers, they're, they're up this year for sure. And as I expected. Dingers. Um, dingers, absolutely. Um, Mankata has great power. Um, I don't think he has 
Maybe he does have the potential to be a cleanup hitter in the major leagues. Um, I just think he has got he's got a lot of speed on the base paths as well when he really kicks it in. Um, you and your I think you sound like in Hawk addition, Harrelson. In addition, who's got that, great speed on the base not, paths? You do not compare me to Hawk Harrelson ever again in your entire life. Cut that blasphemy. He's good. He's on base. A he's, lot he's of Sox fans would take that as a compliment. I take that as an insult. Um, with that being when he's on a bait pass, he's a threat to steal. I'm glad you cut me off. So, anyway, that being said, I still did it. I still said that being said. <laughs> All that being said, everybody at home, you can take a drink. So, Moncada batting cleanup is an interesting case right now because you don't have Eloy Jimenez and Tim Anderson in your lineup. Well, you think that Without Tim Eloy Anderson Jimenez, would be a, a no, cleanup? No, but Eloy Jimenez obviously would, and okay. Moncada would fill in the two spot, um, and you would feel more comfortable sliding John Jay down. Okay. Right? So I think that that explains why Moncada, I, Ricky's having a little fun here. I, I think. think it's an interesting idea, and the fact that he did well yesterday, we'll see you with the rest of the tonight. But with Abreu and Moncada, Abreu batting three, Moncada batting cleanup, they collectively scored, I think it was five. No, yeah, five runs last night. Yeah. That you're, if you get five runs of production out of your uh, three four lineup, you're gonna win. Yeah, I mean, wait, five runs of production out of who? Remind me, Moncada and Abreu. No, no way more than that. It was um, seven, like six or seven. Yeah, it was seven runs. If you get seven runs of production. Out of the middle of, out of your 3-4 spot, you're going to win. So if they're that dynamic, put back-to-back, Abreu 3, Makata 4, let them clean up. Let them clean up. Okay. Where are you going to bat boy? 5? Sure. You don't need A.J. Reed. <laughs> yeah, true. I don't know. And I just... like I said, I'm always going to advocate Tim Anderson 2 spot. So I'm good. I'm solid. You're going to advocate... Tim Anderson in two spot. We've been here before. The guy doesn't walk. We've been Tom. here before. All right. Well, I'm not <laughs> here to argue the fact that Tim Anderson should never bat The two. only thing we're here to argue is that ever, Tim Anderson needs ever. to be back in the lineup. Please. That's we true. miss you. Um, Amen. Tim, Andy, Roy, we're looking forward to them coming back. Absolutely. So, closing thoughts, Tom? Um, I'm happy to be back on the podcast, Mike. Absolutely. Same. Gosh. It's been too long. I'm glad that we got this episode out. I'm glad it's going to be done. Miami Marlins suck. I'm really hoping for a comeback victory tonight. Did you see the... uh, I'm going to the games uh, Wednesday and Thursday. So I'm very much looking forward to seeing a couple Ws. Heck yeah. Um, There was a banner popped up. I'm just going to show it to you on the MLB app. It's a red banner. Okay. Well, luckily, Jose Abreu can give all the approval he wants as long as... the No, the red banner that I'm talking about says perfect game above oh, the Miami Marlins starting pitcher. So, so far, we're, there's a perfect game going on through five. So, we're going to jinx the heck out of that. Right. So, <laughs> all that being said... Rebuild or bust. In Han, we trust. Have a good night.